Hi, Peter Bulker here, and welcome to today's edition of The Transition Guide. Now, joining me today in the studio is Kathleen Cutler, and she is a high-end, well, I would say more the high-ticket sales closer, really high-end stuff. And today, I want to be talking with Kathleen about, well, as we're sort of transitioning into this whole new blending workspace, how is sales going to change in terms of relationships and what we can do to enhance those relationships so that we're so we're fully equipped to work in this new blended environment because the reality is if you're waiting for things to sort of spring back to the way they used to be you've got a long wait it isn't going to happen so we need to skill up and change and we need to move our mindset so Kathleen welcome Thank you. It's so incredible to be here. And I'm so thrilled to have this conversation with your audience. Yeah. And you know, what? it's going to be a good conversation because one of the things that I've noticed is if you take the last 10 years with the advert, with the advent of artificial intelligence and more sort of complex tools, it's like we've become lazy with relationships. We've become very automated and unblended in our approach very often with relationships. And if anything that has taught me around being locked down is that being locked down is probably highlighted to us that we need relationships now more than ever, that we need to feel valued now more than ever, especially with that huge period of being cut out of the world. I mean, have you seen it? Yeah, I think, you know, we've seen our clients, uh, we primarily work with high-end jewelers. So people selling, you know, fine jewelry to typically a small handful of collectors. And we have seen, Peter, that the revenue has just exploded and so many more people are buying now. And we really work with our clients to make their people feel very seen, heard, and acknowledged. And just how far that emotional intelligence goes towards selling is just incredible. We've had clients sell $43,000 rubies, um, totally virtually, $48,000 virtually. Yep. All virtual. But I don't want you to think that someone's going to a website and clicking a buy button to purchase something like that. It's really relationship driven. It really is concierge style where there's a lot of video involved. There's a lot of uh, written word. We like to teach a lot around mirroring and matching and really building that beautiful rapport with your, your clients and prospective clients. So that's all done in the virtual space, but it is really utilizing old school sales techniques and bringing that and really bridging the gap into the virtual space. I think so many entrepreneurs really think that, you know, build a website, build an Instagram, build a LinkedIn, you know, profile, and people will just flock to you and buy right away. But it really is, we believe that that's the visibility building component, but it's really in the relationship building that you actively make those sales. Which ultimately, when we're talking about old school, when you're in front of a prospect, I mean, the old school used to be about building high trust. That's in essence what it was to a point where you could do a business transaction on a handshake. That's relationship building. And that's still, you know, I work in a very, you know, being working with jewelers, it's a very old school industry. There's still a lot of handshake deals. It's still very, very trust-based. And I think that, you know, though you and I, Peter, won't handshake 
virtually, it still is just as important to ensure that you are building that level of familiarity, that level of trust. We like to call it become that genuine friend and trusted advisor. And the more you can be obsessed with understanding your top 20% of your clients, you know, we understand you can't do this. If you have a large business, you can't necessarily do this for all a hundred, all a thousand of your customers or clients, but really identifying those top 20% of your people and knowing everything about them, knowing, you know, their hobbies, their family, you know, for our clients, we send our clients, children gifts. Like we send handwritten notes. We really, really get into developing that relationship uh, with our clients. And we teach our clients to do the same with their clients. So it really is the more we can kind of bring that human back, bring that etiquette back into sales. I really think that's the, what will stand out in the future. Why do you, I mean, why do you think that's been watered down over a period of time? Because that has been watered down. You know, I'm not sure, Peter. I think it really is. We've gotten into convenience and I'm a fan. I love automations. You know, I love complex email sequences and Google ads and Facebook ads. And I think there's a place for that in client attraction, Mm -hmm. but with so many options now, their client retention is where we really, really need to focus. Seth Godin has a really incredible quote that says, uh, we can't out Amazon, Amazon. So why even try? And I feel, you know, I work with a lot of physical retailers and they feel like, okay, if I just have 10,000 items on my you know, website, then, you know, people will buy from me. And it's really, no, if you can have someone who's highly trained in emotional intelligence, highly trained in virtual sales, then you'll sell things. It really is. It's not either, or it's both. And it's really, how can I have, we like to call it the virtual atelier. Like how can I have an online presence that feels just like my in-store experience not just from aesthetics, but also from that level of service, that level of relationship building, that level of concierge uh, service as well. I suppose it goes back to no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. I love that. Exactly. And I actually, Peter, I keep a picture of my grandparents right on my desk, like right next to all my my tech, because I, I like to think of, you know, what would they have done? Really what my grandmother and grandfather were both prolific letter writers. So it's like, what, what would they have done to build those relationships? If they needed more sales, they wouldn't have been posting on Instagram and posting about sales and emailing people. They would have picked up the phone. They would have built those relationships. And I think that we're going to come more full circle on that where really this old school, getting a handwritten note in the mail, getting a personalized gift, uh, having someone remember your children's names. I think that's going to go much more far than any of the slick, you know, I think it's both, right? We still need that marketing uh, automation, technology, technological savvy, but we also need um, some more grounded approaches as well. Yeah, it is. It's, the, it's mixing the both. I had to use the word blended because that just keeps coming. I mean, like last year's the word was pivot. This year, the word is blended. I mean, what's going to be next year's word? But it's true. <laughs> Transitions, it's actually, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's bringing them together. It really is bringing that together so that you're, you're bringing the best of two worlds together. Because I totally agree with you. I mean, the whole automation, I mean, that, that plays a really big part in our life. And so should it, because it gives us wider reach. But that's like, that's like wide and shallow. And then what we need to do with relationships is really go narrow and deep. Okay, so entrepreneurs are going to be listening in. 
And to be honest, they're going to be thinking, okay, well, where do we start? So the very first thing I always encourage the clients I work with to do is truly look at where your revenue comes from. And typically you'll find that 80% of your revenue comes from 20% of your clients. So when I worked with larger volume e-commerce stores, we would always do this exercise and we would be shocked at the people who bought again and again. So the very first step is to truly identify those top 20% of your people. Then we like to do what we call the five minute dossier, where you're taking a look at those people and you're jotting down everything you know about them. You're jotting down their names, their hobbies, their children's names, their interests, you know, what they love to buy from you, why they love to buy from you. And you're out of that, you're truly developing a relationship. We love to encourage our clients who are in the physical product space, but this works for entrepreneurs as well to follow your best clients on the social media channels. So you're following them on Instagram, following them on LinkedIn, following them on Facebook, and actively setting aside time each week to follow them and leave genuine comments. So really building that trusted friend, that genuine friend lens where you're having a relationship outside of the work that you're doing. So that's the very first kind of chunk of steps. First identify and then seek to form that relationship with them. And once they've done that, what would you then suggest? And the next thing is really identifying how you can retain them. So looking at what is the next layer of service that you can offer them? What is the next level of depth you can offer them? Potentially it could be growing an arm of your business or making sure they're signing on for a next year, a next fiscal year, but really starting to identify what their next step is. So you can truly lead them. And that's when you step into being that trusted advisor. So it really is, how can I be building that genuine friend? How can I know them? How can I get them to trust me? But then how can I continue to be a partner in their business? We have, you know, because I work in the physical product space and I actually was on the jewelry sales floor before I stepped into the e-commerce side of things. I always like to say, you know, we if you've been in a jewelry store, you know, it's usually this kind of thing where the salesperson is on one side and the customer is on the other. So you're almost against each other. Right. And we like to change that where you're truly partnering with that other person. So when you step into that trusted advisor, for your top, you know, top 20% of your clients, we really want you to think of crossing the counter. So you're truly on the same side with them. And that is when you can continue to pull in those elements of being that genuine friend where you're asking about their vacation you're asking how their children are doing. You're sending little gifts at milestones. We love to send ice cream to some of our clients. We partner with a local uh, gift shop and we'll send some gifts upon milestones, um, those different types of things. So continuing to do that and then referrals naturally come from there. And I really think we have a theory, we call it the red velvet rope theory, that if you close your doors to any new business and you just took exquisite care of your existing clients and their friends and the people they refer to you, you could have a really, really thriving business and frankly, have more fun doing it because you're really working and truly partnering with your clients to have a really incredible level of success. Would there be any other suggestions you would have for people listening to today's yeah. episode? Yeah, you know, I think at the end of the day, just looking at how you can be more efficient in these relationships, really setting aside the time, 
but making sure it doesn't happen in the margins. I think it's so easy to let these relationships, be it with your clients, colleagues, employees, friends, and family really just be pushed out to the margins. But the more we can prioritize them, actively set aside time for what we like to call clienteling, which is truly just building those relationships with your current clients, as well as your prospects, and really making sure that that is time that is dedicated on your calendar. So we recommend between 20 minutes a day minimum, all the way up to two hours a day around relationship building, around business development, around clienteling, and really making sure that you're connecting as that genuine friend first and really looking to build those relationships and then coming in as that trusted expert and trusted advisor, but truly having that lens of how can I really understand this person in front of me, even if they are here virtually. That's the interesting thing. And when you talk about time, I think that's probably going to be the biggest excuse that a lot of people will make that they don't have the time to invest. But then my question will be, can you afford not to find the time to invest? And what else are you doing? You know, and it doesn't have to be, you know, you can really systematize this. Like we have, um, we have project management reminders. So every week and every day, these things land not always on my plate. They land sometimes on my assistant's plate. We have a role dedicated to client concierge, which is truly about noticing when our current clients are going through a milestone, be that a birthday, a funeral, you know, whatever is going on in their personal lives, as well as building those relationships with prospective clients. So it really is, you know, if you're investing time in um, other types of automation, other types of, you know, advertising, other types of visibility work, I recommend that you match that time and, you know, expense exactly with the expense you're looking to in time you're dedicating to actively building those relationships. Cause otherwise in my belief, you have a really leaky funnel. If you're just doing this visibility work, but you're not then also matching that with old school relationship building, you're not going to turn those into, into sales. No, that's, and that's a really good point. So if people are intrigued about what you've said today and want more information, where do they go to find so out? I have a, free masterclass. That's all about um, how to sell to the affluent. And a lot of these principles that we've been talking about today, affluent people have more money than time. So the more you can do that heavy lifting, the more you can relationship build, but really step in as that trusted advisor. That's really when you can start to see, you know, sales ease, right? The reason I work with high-end jewelers is it's much easier to sell a $43,000 piece uh, than it sometimes is to sell a $400 piece, just because you're working with someone who has a different amount of zeros. So the masterclass really dives more deeply into the uh, psychology of the affluent, as well as some really fundamental old school relationship building. And you can find that right on my website at kathleencutler.com. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Kathleen. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. I mean, so much for the audience to take away. If anything we spoke about today resonates with you, you want a bit more information, head over to borka.com and get in touch. Also, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please like it, share it and subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And remember, most importantly, failing to learn is learning to fail and please stay safe. Kathleen has been, thank you once again for 
joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been fantastic to be here. And I'm really excited to hear how your audience applies these techniques. Uh, usually, and please um, find me on Instagram, DM me uh, if this works. We have clients who, and prospective clients who listen to this kind of technique, pull over on the side of the road and make a sale right away. So really knowing that this is a way to truly, truly take care of your, your clients and prospects as well. Yeah, and as Kathleen said, if you found great value, you've used the techniques and they've worked for you, message us, leave it in the comment section so that we know. Okay, thank you and goodbye.